Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin, Super Spreading Bitcoin 2022. Today is December the 30th, 2021. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Unconfiscatable. I'm offended by selling. This is where the big boys play. One day closer to an all-time high. Oh, this is only the beginning. I am pumped for 2022. I can hardly say 2022. I'm not used to it. We're like 27 months away from the 2024 halving. Hello, my elite friends. I'm bringing you this week in Bitcoin. The best freaking guests in the space are joining me this week in Bitcoin. We're going to talk about the year that was, the year that's to come. We've got uh, Adam Hoddleberry here. We got Dennis here. And we got Reed here. All right, dudes. If you guys got questions, we got answers. You can type in Bitcoin Meister. You can do a super chat. You do that super chat. We only need 70, 70 more dollars to get another one Bitcoin show. Yeah, you guys fund those. But we do this this week in Bitcoin every week. Thanks to the great people at Bitcoin Magazine and the Bitcoin 2022 conference, which is coming up on April 6th to 9th of 2022. Who knows if these guys are going to be there? Some of them were there last year. We're going to talk about it. Adam 10. You can use that as your uh, discount code, link to below. Get those tickets in Miami. Oh, I, I'm loving Miami when I'm down there. I can't wait to be down there again. Bitcoin 2022, April 6th to 9th. We're going to talk about that. But let's talk about, first of all, we're going to talk about 2021 because it's coming to an end. It was a pretty glorious time. Um, I mean, Taproot started. We, we El Salvador happened. Who would have been able to guess El Salvador at the beginning of 2021? That's what I love about life. That's what I love about 2022. We're going to be at the end of 2022 and be saying, oh, I could have never predicted X, Y, Z. I mean, maybe there's going to be some uh, a huge country that's going to adopt uh, Bitcoin and put it in its treasury reserves. Who Maybe there's going to be a real ETF instead of the other ETF that we got this year. Maybe we're going to be at the six-digit realm. Maybe there's going to be a huge crash. You don't know. I'm so excited. So, Adam, we're going to start with you. Uh, what were you, what were your highlights uh, for 2021? Hmm. I liked uh, the all-time high, which was very nice. Um, definitely a highlight. Also, I liked um, that they implemented Taproot. I'm very excited about that. Although I feel like it, a little let down by Taproot because not that many people are using it it's not like part of everybody's daily bitcoin usage but i'm very excited about what's going to happen in 2022 with taproot well you know you bring up taproot and you said you were a little bit let down and i thought it was kind of overhyped too i knew people would not they just some people think it was going to be the savior of the world <laughs> and it was you know it happened and the the, the hardcore people were excited but ah, this, that's another thing about the space well that's evolved over time the hardcore people make up less and less of a percentage of, of the entire cryptocurrency space and even the, the small the Bitcoin space so it, it was a good uh, a good little change there but yeah who, who's using it right now and uh did, did it make that big of a difference and 
maybe in 2022, there'll be more implementations. People will do more things that are uh, intertwined with it. Uh, one does not, uh, you know, one does not know the future. But uh, what did you think about the, the El Salvador? I mean, what was your biggest story? Uh, El Salvador was definitely a big story. I remember where I was when I heard I was at Bitcoin 2021 standing next to uh, Surfer Jim. And uh, I was outside right in front of the right in front of the half pipe. And uh, I think that that's definitely it's it's funny because at the time the the announcement was that they were planning on making it the, the currency, but it was just a bill that was put forward. So it didn't actually happen at that point. Um, what what followed like it could have been shot down by their congressional body. But I think it's it's definitely um, as I've uh, as I've thought about it, that's, that could be probably the, the biggest story as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and, and I think that in 2022, you'll have at least one more do uh, follow their lead. All right. That's a, that, that's a good prediction right there. Uh, pound that like button, everybody. Remember, link to below. You can join us at the conference uh, next year, a April 6th. So I, I also was outside at the conference when the news broke. And I didn't. it didn't really hit me until – I was back uh, just thinking about it because it was kind of surreal that all these people outside that people were skating where you were standing. I, I was just, on, I, I don't know. I was trying to stay uh, cool, I guess. And, and, and we weren't even inside. I mean, the, the, the announcement was made on the inside. There were big, there were big TVs outside. Uh, Dennis, do, do you remember that uh, when that happened, what you were doing? Yeah, I was in, I was in that, uh, that room, I guess, when Jack announced it, it was a, uh... I don't know you could feel it in the in the audience i guess because they were seeing it happen in real time so i don't know i got kind of emotional just a little bit i was like oh man that's i didn't see that coming at all like until maybe like the next having or something like that so i don't know it hit me pretty quickly i will say this adam uh, mentioned something that is obvious to some bitcoin got to its all-time high it, this year, a lot of people have short term memories and they're sad because it's under 50K now. Uh, it was I mean, it was almost sixty nine thousand forget dollars the the what I was pretty sure about this year is that we would hit an all time high, just like we did in 2017. And it was around the same time of year. It was November the 9th, which was very corresponded to December of uh, 2017. So don't, that was one of my highlights of this year that, that Adam briefly uh, mentioned. Um, and people just kind of play that off and, and forget it now. Uh, because they're sad. I mean, at the beginning of this year, we, we just reached 30,000 at the first time. People, you know, we, we reach one milestone number and then it's it's on to something else. Uh, you, you 58K gang, you, you know all about that, Dennis. So what was <laughs> what was what was your highlight of the year? Just bring up some things you, you thought were, were huge. Uh, I, th I thought it was awesome that China banned Bitcoin, like kind of. Again, maybe officially ban it. I don't know. You can't actually ban it, but they have, they officially banned it by getting rid of all the miners. They're getting rid of all the exchanges right now. And price doesn't really seem to. I mean, it affected it. I mean, everyone was blaming Elon, but it wasn't necessarily. I don't think it was Elon's fault that price went down. It was just like. In due time, it was it was bound to happen. But I thought that was pretty cool. Bitcoin's still here. Hash is moving yeah. over to the US. It's. Some people are saying it's bad that it's moving to the U.S., but I'd rather have it in the U.S. than China any day. Yep. 
it's great that it is. The ESG narrative picked up. That's part of the some of the screaming that says it's bad moving to the uh, moving to to the United States. I can't see of a reason why it's bad moving to the United States other than these liars that say it's uh, going to use up all the energy and kill the world and all that. I mean that that's something we have to talk about. This was the year, and, and will the ESG narrative be bigger next year? But uh, a very good point about surviving freaking China FUD. This was the ultimate China FUD year. A lot of FUD got recycled this year. But, man, did that one get slapped in the face? Because, yeah, Bitcoin is still here, and it reached its all-time high after the China FUD. Uh, Let's put that in perspective. So someone was trying to say something during your thing, Dennis. Who was saying, yeah, yeah. I was just going to add that the – hash rate dropped significantly. I think 50% of the hash rate came offline within a month or two. And then it rebounded fairly quickly as well. So from May, it dropped through July and then and then came back up through the last few months of this year. Most of that hash rate, it se- seems like, went to Kazakhstan and the US. Um, but it's it's not as if the US adopted all of it. You know, can- Canada got a, a small chunk as well. So yeah, I think it's very bullish for the decentralization of the network that seemingly 50% of it at least was in China. And that's no longer like a majority of hash rate in, in that country. So I think that that's bullish. Oh yeah. And by the way, Elon Musk got his name dropped there. I, I, he joined the, well, did he join the party uh, this year um, and became one of the biggest names in cryptocurrency. We'll talk about that, but I was reminded since we've, we've got Reed right here, uh, you weren't in Miami, but you went to actually El Salvador. So what is what did you see down there? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I went down for the Lightning Conference, um, which happened in November, um, and learned a lot about Bitcoin as payment. So I, I come traditionally from a background of Bitcoin as savings and haven't really used Bitcoin as, as payments in my everyday life. Um, and it was really, really neat to see people using it for payments and then myself included buying lunch with it, um, buying small trinkets off the street with with Bitcoin. Um, I think the the main thing I'm really bullish on coming out of El Salvador is not like the government wallet. Chivo doesn't work um, at all. So the the main benefit of Bitcoin being declared as legal tender down there is not that the government is going to build a great wallet for people but much rather that the government advertised Bitcoin and has, has given it free PR so that other private companies are able to go down and, and build really successful wallets. So the Bitcoin Beach wallet is one example of a really cool community banking wallet where it's really easy to onboard people into Bitcoin. All they need is a phone number. They don't hold their own private keys, which has its own problems. But in terms of onboarding folks to the asset, it, it's incredibly smooth. And I think I'm increasingly really bullish on that model of community banking and sort of like wildcat banking that we used to have in the U.S. in uh, you know the 1800s, where you would have these small banks that were not mega conglomerates. They were out on the fringes, and and each one you just had to evaluate its risk, and they were issuing their own uh, well back in the 1800s, like their own deposits slips um, in terms of like the modern model would be that you are trusting that the Bitcoin that you think is on your little Bitcoin beach wallet that you don't have private keys for is actually there. Um, But I am pretty bullish on that model in terms of adoption for folks who are new to Bitcoin and and don't uh, 
don't aren't quite ready for the responsibility of holding their own private keys. Um, so that was that was my main takeaway is, is just like this completely alternative way of, of onboarding people into Bitcoin using Lightning, in which it, you sort of scaffold and handhold them toward eventually having private keys. But at first, all they need is a phone number. Government wallets, eh, I, I, I'm not excited about that either. Uh, we'll probably see more of that, uh, but you make a very good point. It, it's great marketing for freaking Bitcoin. It, it got the name out there. It became a worldwide story. That's That was my biggest positive out of the whole thing because I, I don't know if I can trust this dude. I mean, he, he's coming up with this Bitcoin city hype, which is great. That's great. More, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off. I, I hope they can. Again, it's a government program. Uh, I think something we've learned the last two years is like government programs are pretty horrific. Uh, even if you're in the greatest country on the planet Earth, they can be pretty, uh, horrific. So uh, let, let's uh, let, let's take a spin around the, the panel again. We, we, you, you guys are giving me flashbacks from this year, things I hadn't thought of for a while. Uh, Adam, do you have anything to say to, about all, all the topics that were just uh, brought up? Elon Musk, uh, anything to say about him? Elon Musk is fr very frustrating for me. <laughs> Um, he's like almost there, I think in a lot of ways, uh, he's, he's his own person. And so like politically and economically, and even with Doge and, and Bitcoin, um, I, I think that he's more, I, I use the phrase actually red pilled, not orange pilled, but he's more like red pilled in that kind of sense, as far as not putting up with the, a lot of the liberal BS that exists, um, so I'm, I'm happy with, with Elon as far as that's concerned. And he, especially, I don't know if you saw his, his uh, interview with the wall street journal, there was like a CEO panel that was really good. Yeah. Um, and and he, there's a little bit of overlap of what you were just mentioning with El Salvador, putting together their own wallet and making Bitcoin city, making their own Bitcoin community. Um, when a, when a government is smaller, they will typically have better success in pulling off something like that. So El Salvador only has, I think, 7 million people. And for reference, I live in New Jersey. Uh, the state of New Jersey has like almost 9 million people. It's like 8.8 .8 million. So it, I think it's possible that they could pull it off, but that's just because it's just a, it's a smaller endeavor and it's easier to, to, to manage. So, um, but, but you're right, Adam. Um, typically, when the government gets their hands involved in anything, they, they totally ruin it. And uh, if, if you haven't seen that firsthand, then you just need to go to the DMV. Well, and see it. Let's intertwine Elon with this and that interview you referenced. Oh, I yeah. believe were, he, he basically said for the government to get out of his way during that yeah, interview. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's like a um, that's kind of the, the typical, you know, conservative or libertarian talking point. Just get out of my way. But this I don't see Elon Musk as a huge ideologue, like where he's really focused on politics and this and that he's focused on his particular mission, which is getting to Mars, building cities on Mars, um, fixing transportation issues and problems, uh, fixing other types of infrastructure problems. And that's his, that's his mission. And he's the guy of, of anybody on the face of the earth that would understand government problems. I mean, he was with PayPal and now he's with Tesla, boring company, SpaceX, all these different things. Um, really the government needs to get out of the way, which is why I'm really happy about Bitcoin, obviously. Um, and, and really quick about your other, your issue with you know, the government making a wallet and things like that. And, and, and also Reed mentioned people not holding their own private keys. I'm actually becoming more and more okay with not holding my own keys, some of my own keys. Um, 
And I, I think for us to, sorry to change topics kind of completely, but I, I'm starting to get more comfortable with a banking model related to Bitcoin, as long as I can verify that they're solvent and they actually, they actually hold the keys. I'm not going to put my whole stash there, but as far as a, like a checking account type of situation, I'm totally comfortable with that. And I think that you're right. Like Bitcoin beach wallet software, um, it's not ideal for the crypt cypherpunk ethos or whatever. And I totally get all that. And I'm, I'm down with all, all that. Um, but I think that there should be some level of trying a little bit better to not, uh, sorry about that. So, trying to get more people involved and not have to worry about like, you know, uh, you know, a Jameson Lop type of model of security. All right. And, you know, as, as we get more newbies into the space, uh, well, yeah, that, that they're going to go in that, that direction. Definitely. I want to say with Elon, again, you, you bring up what his main points in life are. Remember that people, Bitcoin isn't high on his list. So don't put him on a pedestal. He's going to say things that are wrong sometimes. This year, he definitely was put on a pedestal. People panicked. I mean, yeah, it's, these people come and go. They come and go. Uh, you know, four years ago, Roger Ver was the biggest name in the space. And uh, now he's a no name, completely forgotten almost. It's un un unbelievable. Uh, and also something that came out of this year, we're talking about the government. I thought a lot of people thought this slap down was going to come from the regulate the regulators. It really didn't happen. It was it was a, for all those people who are worshiping in the state and wanting the state to do something to Bitcoin there. It, it was didn't happen a uh, lot, lot there was talk but hey uh let's let's go back to so much we put on the table here reed uh you jumped in there earlier but what was your what was your highlight for this year what, what was what was i mean you could bring up some of the things we already brought up but uh take it away yeah in terms of the main narrative i think the el salvador one is the largest and and most important you know 2021 or 2020 saw michael saylor really advertise bitcoin for companies and 2021 saw Bukele advertised it for countries and, and yeah, that, that's just, that's massive. <laughs> I think we're going to start seeing jurisdictional arbitrage play out a lot more, which is um, just in, increasingly Bitcoiners, I think are, are starting to realize that some places are really free and have low taxes and other places are not. And capital is going to start flowing to the places with low taxes and with freedom of movement. Um, and El Salvador news is, is playing into that trend. Um, in, in terms of another main narrative, um, this year we saw massive inflation, like uh, inflation that that has sort of been hidden in equities markets and home prices for the last, you know, five, 10 years. Um, but we did see CPI finally go up <laughs> and CPI is an incredibly manipulated number. Um, so the, the reading this year, I think, was six or seven percent. Um, but I, I think finally a, a lot of normies started to realize that inflation was happening and, um, and it, it, it has been for the last decade. It's just only been going into equities and home prices. Now we're starting to see commodities prices go up, gas prices go up, um, labor prices go up, um, on, on sort of on other metrics of inflation where we were seeing it hit all time highs this year as well. So M M2 money supply went up like 21% um, or 13%, sorry. M2 money supply went up 13%. Home prices were up 14%. Um, commodities were up 29% and Bitcoin crushed them all. So Bitcoin is up 63% year over year. Um, 
at least as of this morning. And, and I, I, for me, at least I care an enormous amount about price. I think price is the amalgamation of all, all information in, in our system. And, and the fact that Bitcoin is, is up more than anything, any other major asset this year, including stocks, much more than gold. Gold is negative. Um, Bitcoin crushed everything. And I, I think that for me, at least that's, that's the most important narrative is that capital and value is flowing into Bitcoin and increasingly flowing into Bitcoin regardless of what inflation is doing, um, Bitcoin is sucking capital out of every other asset. Well, you, I'm glad you brought up inflation. That was the macro story of the year, no doubt about it, way beyond Bitcoin. It, it was noticeable uh, and it, it, it's here. And we'll, I guess we'll discuss uh, what inflation will bring in 2022 if, if, if the panel still thinks uh, it, it will be in play. Uh, I, I definitely think they will agree. It probably will be. Um, all right, Dennis. Any anything else you have to say? We brought up a lot. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people are expecting some sort of like hyperinflation scenario to happen in the U.S. I don't I don't necessarily see it happening um, to the extent that maybe people are hoping, at least in the Bitcoin space, that they're hoping to see it. Um, I mean, it might it might be like ten percent. They might. I don't know. But I if you if you go out there and like buy certain things, you'll notice like 30 to 50% increases, but I don't think we'll see anything like a Venezuelan or a Turk or a Turkey type of style type of thing. I, I got I got to add here. Yeah, it, it's kind of sickening that it at times it appears that there are people that want there to be hyperinflation in the United States. I I, I don't think they know what that that would be a very bad thing if that happened in the United States. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, a, a scenario of unbelievable uh, destruction. That's just, uh, but and I mean, I haven't any, I haven't heard anyone straight up say I want to see it, but you know, it's, it's implied a lot there. And no, I, I here's a prediction: it's not happening. In, I don't think it's ever going to happen in the United States. But my, I, I, I'm not worried about any hyperinflation. Yeah, inflation is a real darn thing, but it's a totally different animal. Than hyperinflation. Okay, continue, Dennis. Sorry, just wanted to, to jump on that point of yours. That, that just like I don't get why there are some people that sort of want there to be hyperinflation. Bitcoin could do fine without the United States having hyperinflation. Continue, Dennis. Sorry. No, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think you'll see a lot more countries sort of just default to using USD, and then eventually maybe getting into Bitcoin or some of these other uh, meme coins just to just outpace the inflation that's going on with the U S dollar. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but Hottleberry Adam brought up, um, with leaving coins on exchanges. I mean, we haven't seen, there were many predictions actually that an exchange would be hacked, like a major hack would happen this year. Uh, nothing was claimed. Maybe there were hacks, but nothing was claimed. So maybe that'll happen in 2022. I don't know, but, I'm not going to risk that <laughs> no, that no, scenario no. playing out. I, I will say this. We, we can say, oh, there, so there were no hacks this year. But in the larger space, some of this DeFi stuff, they, they got hacked. I mean, they yeah. <laughs> the rug pulls that happened uh, with people throwing all sorts of money into all these DeFi things. They had no clue what they're getting into. There was there were some major losses over there. And that also is it's about not controlling your private key, but on a, on a completely different level. 
Uh, so uh, the, the, there was this was not the year of safety in 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 the larger space to, to say the least. A lot of people uh, lost a lot of money uh, th- through uh, some despicable uh, practices uh, by uh, centralized entities uh, to say that, that they thought weren't centralized. But uh, that, that, okay. that's that's uh, you know we we should bring up and, and you know Bitcoin operates doesn't operate in, in its own little world. I think. Some people uh, live in the Bitcoin space and don't go outside of the bubble. And we, we have to say that something big that happened this year is the metaverse, the NFT. Uh, and I'll throw this out to the, the panel. And as I always try to put a, a positive spin, could this NFT thing be the mainstream moment? You know, I, I call it the Netscape moment. That, that brings in so many people to the cryptocurrency space and 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 into Bitcoin eventually, uh, or is this just another uh, ICO? Uh, t- because we during during so 2017 and 2021 we gotta both we gotta agree both bull markets, it, it, no, no doubt about it. But 2017 we had the ICO thing. So, uh, Reed, do you, do you, what, what do you see the NFTs as as ICO 2.0 or as something else and uh, Okay, okay. And is it dif- different this time in terms of the, the cycle? Is Bitcoin going to uh, – are we going to have a down market again like we did last time uh, that was partially triggered by all of the mania through the outside of Bitcoin stuff, the ICO stuff? So I have to put a lot of tip on the table there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my mental model for 2022 and beyond is is that NFTs are the ICOs of, of this cycle and and people are going to get wrecked. That said, if, if you talk to a lot of folks from 2017, class of 2017, 2018, they came in through ICOs and came in very high time preference, wanting to make a lot of money very quickly, and then realized that ICOs were a scam and, and ended up settling on Bitcoin. I expect the same thing to happen with NFTs. Folks who are into NFTs now expect to make a lot of money very quickly. They're going to realize that the tide goes out. These markets are incredibly liquid and they're, they're going to end up getting drawn into Bitcoin. Bitcoin doesn't need NFTs, but it it is, I'd say 20% of NFTs is just going to be marketing for Bitcoin in the long run. Um, 80% of it is total capital destruction and, and a, a huge waste of time. But you will see in 2023, 2024, folks who describe their story of getting into Bitcoin as being through NFTs. And that's my perspective. That's a that's a good a long term or mid midterm uh, prediction there. I, I like that. In 2024, we'll be having kind con- yeah. You know, when we're having the March of 2024 having party, people will be like, yeah, I remember I got in because I bought some ape, but now I own Bitcoin or <laughs> who knows. Uh, I, I I'll say this. Uh, it, uh, well, let, let's uh, let, let's go to Adam here. Uh, what, what's your take on that that uh, outside of the Bitcoin space affecting the Bitcoin space and uh, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I, I've been really brutal on NFTs and I started um, trashing uh, Ross Ulbrich for the NFT thing. And I got a lot of flack for that. Like I, people on people, famous people unfollowed me because of that. And that's fine. Um, you know, I have nothing against Ross. I've been supporting him the whole time, but it, it really is. I think it's worse than ICOs, meaning morally worse than ICOs, because at least other coins um, purportedly tried to solve particular problems. So they were saying, we can't Bitcoin can't scale 2017, so we need um, you know we need Bitcoin Cash or we need Litecoin or we need this other coin to do more payments. 
And so they were purporting to actually solve real issues, even though I, I, techn I personally believe you can scale effectively on Bitcoin two and three layer solutions. And that really the hard money asset is, is the problem that Bitcoin solves. With NFTs, you're, there really are just Beanie Babies. Like they don't actually solve any other problem other than supposed collection, you know, collectibles and ownership of things. And I personally believe that all internet, uh, all intellectual property is bunk. Like that, that shouldn't be a thing. Like I don't think that people's ideas should be ownable, or or words should be ownable, or even music should be ownable. Um, so when I look at NFTs, I think people are only into them because they're easy to create. There's some kind of collectible that people think are going to be valuable, like baseball cards. And I have news for you. I collected baseball cards, thousands and thousands of them, baseball, hockey, basketball, football cards from the time I was four years old till they just ended up in my garage as an adult. None of them are worth anything at all unless they're super, super rare and have some kind of super significance. So somebody's crazy, stupid ape thing is not going to have any significance to anybody and therefore is not going to be worth a single dime, you know, two, three, four years from now. So I think, I th I think, uh, reads right as far as it is good marketing and people will get wrecked and then go into it. And it's, it, when we say capital destruction, it's actually recapital allocation from like the smart, from the dumb to the smart. Um, but as somebody who got into Bitcoin because of the ICO and the, like my first thing I ever bought was F ETH, Ethereum, whatever I ever say. Um, <laughs> I think at like $12, and, you know, I doubled my money thought I was the smartest person in the world and sold out. So, like, you will definitely get into it. But then once you get orange pilled a little bit better to realize what we're actually trying to accomplish here in the quote unquote crypto space, which is the separation of money from the state and the the goodness, the, the making money actually morally and ethically good. Um, you'll just get rid of the beanie babies and just, you know, if you want to you want to collect something go after Mickey Mantle rookie cards or something like that. That that's would be a much better usage of your throwaway money. Yeah. You make me think about the 1989 tops, uh, you know, that people oh, thought yeah. that was, uh, that it was cool, but there were so many of them. They didn't end up anyway. It was, it wasn't very worth, worth much at the end. Okay. Good, 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 good talk right there. I want to, uh, I want to jump off the of NFT. Uh, we can talk about that another time. And, and I want to, uh, since I got you here, is is the environmental story uh was that a huge story this year and will it be bigger in uh in, in next year environmental fud basically oh me again um yeah. um well it's funny my father-in-law mentioned the environmental fud to me uh during what was it some birthday party you had a couple weeks ago um and that was he's a normie you know uninitiated person and it came up in his feed and in his consciousness and he was interested in it because that's like the, the main street narrative story. Yeah. I think that's something we need to definitely combat and um, and show people how it's actually an efficient use of, of energy and a strengthening to the, the central grid by um, finding stranded energy, building out infrastructure to harness energy. Um, so as far as like a negative thing, you're going to see negative publicity as far as Bitcoin is is you know, bad for the environment or whatever, but it's actually probably one of the best things that could possibly happen to the environment because of the long-term effects. I, I say this as a prediction. It will be the biggest FUD of 2022. It, they're going to ramp it up. Uh, the people, the haters of Bitcoin, sure. uh, the, the people who don't think, the people who love the ESG narrative and want the whole world to shut down, 
it, it's going to be a, a really big talking point. Uh, oh, well, especially no, especially if if COVID magically goes away or like Omicron kind of wipes everybody out or you know gets everybody infected and there's no more you know major virus kind of situation, then it's like. It, I mean, we've people who have been in the COVID kind of conscious space. They've already seen there. It's it's going to be a seamless transition for world leaders to say you need to be locked down because of because of COVID, and now you need to be locked down because you're killing the environment. You know, with you know, crying Native Americans. You know, that kind of commercial. If you remember that commercial. Um. Yeah. So you're definitely going to see the uh, once COVID kind of stops, the climate change thing is going to ramp back up. I, I agree. It's a it's a seamless transition. They got to where everyone's a worry wart these days. Uh, you got a virtue signal about something. I mean, how about those cute little seals that are done? I mean, yeah, it, it's it's a it'll be pretty easy. And uh, that's why this is a bigger story than Bitcoin. We got to attack it at its root that no, you know, <laughs> advancing in the world using power is a good thing. And uh, yeah, just uh let, let's we, we don't need to shut down the world to say, save the seals. Uh, let's try to improve humanity here. Uh, Dennis, what, what do you think that's going to be big, big FUD in uh, 2022? Oh, yeah, for sure. Most likely. Um, usually when someone comes up to me or reaches out personally and asks about, oh, isn't Bitcoin like terrible for the environment or it's, you know, it's carbon footprint is so huge. It's I don't know. It's killing countries or something. I don't know. Whenever they come to me with that, I usually just ask them, do you know how much energy is being used with the current system you're using with banking or with your car or every new laptop or every new phone you get? It's just, I don't know. It's all trivial in my opinion, but I, I pretty much just bring up that if you don't know how much is be how much energy is being used for the things you use daily, you, your point is, you know, it's useless. It's like <laughs> you haven't done the research. So Christmas, I don't know. Christmas lights. Why, yeah. don't, why don't we ban Christmas lights? <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, personally, it's just sort of like if you don't get it by now, it's like, OK, that's fine. You don't have to buy it. Now, now <laughs> I, I want to get Reed's take on this, but something that is being twisted into the environmental narrative and a reason why I think it's going to be the biggest FUD is because we're also seeing all these coins, well, one in particular is going gonna, is gonna to switch to proof of stake. And I think Bitcoin's going to be a, a unique beast because it's not, it's proof of work for life, baby. Okay. And that'll be something that differentiates it. It's not going to give in to all the nonsense out there. But what we're going to hear is all these proof of stake fans are just, look, look, we're doing it the right way. They're killing the environment. So, that's something that started to percolate this year, definitely, that I think it's going to be bigger uh, next year. Proof of stake versus proof of work. And everybody's screaming that proof of stake is, is the answer and proof of work is you're a killer or something like that. Uh, Reed, your, your take on the environment and FUD. Yeah, I, I come from a very environmental family, actually. My dad, uh, dad ran a new nature conservancy chapter for 35 years. I studied environmental science and earth science in college. I taught geology for many years and, and environmental science and, and now work in the Bitcoin space. Um, so this, this issue in particular was really hard for me personally to get over. Um, Bitcoin changes, just totally changes your worldview on many things. And for me, I, I had the most road roadblocks with uh, the environmental stuff. At this point, I, I no longer 
really try to engage very much with um, defending Bitcoin's environmental usage or even uh, pointing out the flaws and how much energy other other sectors use, you know, pointing out that the Federal Reserve and the existing banking system uses X, Y, Z amount of energy, because um, that's sort of falling into their framing. Um, and, and, and personally, now I, I try and use the same sorts of arguments, Adam, that you used pointing out that energy is, is directly correlated with human flourishing. And the more energy we can capture and use, the, the better human life is. Um, and that mm -hmm. tends to be my approach now. Um, but I, most of my sort of pre-Bitcoin network and friend group is within this environmental space. So um, it, it's a challenge for me. And, and I think that in 2021, we've, we've just seen the tip of the iceberg in terms of how much FUD, environmental FUD is going to happen. And, and same prediction that you have, Adam, I, I expect a lot more in 2022 and beyond. I wanted to jump on that real quick. So um, it's interesting because I come from like the politically and... Uh, personally background i come from the opposite end of the spectrum like i wouldn't say like i was anti-environmentalist but i come from a traditional you know republican parents with like a christian background okay so like that's you know in in like rush limbaugh world or whatever there's like one versus the pitted one versus the other mm -hmm. but i i don't see that dichotomy anymore um i don't see somebody who is a conservative i'm not really consider myself conservative more of a libertarian but I don't consider myself a non-environmentalist like I want to intentionally pollute things. It's like I think that what you what you said was human uh, increased energy usage in the world is better for humans in the long term. Like nobody wants to breathe terrible air or, or swim in crappy water. Um, and so it's like a false dichotomy between can we have a can we have a clean environment and can we have human flourishing? Well, like the ultimate thing would be yes. It, we, I would like both of those things. And as, as if somebody's a Christian, I care deeply about the environment because I don't believe it's my environment. I don't, I think, I don't think it's amoral. I think it's ethical thing to be environmentally conscious. And so how can we reframe the conversation from like, you're using so many tons of carbon, you know, you're polluting with so many tons of carbon per day or per minute. And like, what is the, what is the ultimate goal here, which is human flourishing and in, in, in a healthy relationship with our environment, like both literally like the world environment and our personal, how we're personally living in our own space, um, you know, trying to reframe it. I'm not sure too much work has been, has been done with that yet. Uh, so I would like to see somebody write something on that. Like why Bitcoin will actually be better for the environment in the future, because, you know, we'll be in spaceships or whatever, you know, you know, all that, you know, that <laughs> meme picture with like the Jetsons, you know, like why, why, once we get there, like Bitcoin will get us there and that will be better for the, better for the environment. Uh, you, you, I, I think you bring up a very good point too, that that's come up over at least the second half of this year, that Bitcoin is not just a left right thing. You, you, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's not, it's not political. It shouldn't be political. Now there are some people that still, because the first people that were into it generally were uh, libertarian types. They try to classify it, you know, well, if you, if you like Bitcoin, then you like what the libertarians believe in thus. Uh, we're all uh, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're a terrorist or, I mean, it, it's unbelievable, but <clears throat> I think um, one of the things I hope for, for 2022 is a more open-minded approach uh, to the people coming into Bitcoin that, yeah, that they're, they're going to be from the left. They're going to see it can help us too. 
and uh, and then people saying, you know, I'm not for the destruction of the environment. Uh, I, I, I think I am an environmental fan, but I can still like Bitcoin and, and, and take it up a, a notch and say, uh, you know, we're going to get to this technological stage in our life. But because of Bitcoin, we're not going to even be able to be on the earth. Any, we're going to we're going to move off the earth. and It'll be a nature preserve. But I mean, that's what, uh, you know, technology is all about, about moving on and, and progression and innovation. In order to have innovation, you got to uh, I mean, it's got to be powered by something. Uh, but the innovation usually cures a lot of problems. And I got to say uh, to Reed, you are definitely a unique beast. Fitting in is overrated. And I, I, I know of people that come from, uh, and I think it's, it's, it's good that you've give, given us your perspective from the background that you have, uh, from this traditional environmental background and, and pointed out that, yeah, it, is, it might be hard, difficult at times to, to you know, deal with this, some of the, you know, what you're so used to and what your, your peer group is, is talking about. But hey, I mean, in the end of the day, fitting in is is overrated. Be a unique beast. Uh, I mean, you don't have to like defriend them. That, that's another thing. I, I just I just want to I want to point out. Don't, don't let it ever get personal with with people. Um, we we have something here in Bitcoin called the Bitcoin Inquisition, where I mean, there's some people that I mean, you, you say Ethereum, you're not their friend anymore. It, it's 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 unbelievable, you know. But people, it's it's not a religion. It's it's nothing should be uh, taken to, to some of these levels that some people are taking uh, in life today. Everything. Every, uh, anyway, we, we've gotten beyond beyond the topics right here. And I, I just want to point out that we got people in the, the chat. Five dollars. Great. Craig Ship. He says, uh, pound that like button, buy and hold Bitcoin. Thank you, Craig. Thank you for all the support over the years. And I want to say there's one dude out there that sent me this before the show. Update. Having my first kid, it's a boy, and he owns one Bitcoin already. Now that that is some long-term wow. thinking, dude. You know, buying your kid a Bitcoin before he's even born. You know, planning it out like that. I, I give you a lot of credit. Uh, he, that little boy will be happy in 2022 and beyond. Uh, 2028 having, 2032 having for that little kid. He'll be loving life with you. All right, uh, so. We've, I think we've talked about everything that happened this year. No, no, we haven't. Uh, but uh, I just want to say 210,000 block rule theory, whatever you want to call it, it's still in effect. That, that's something that came out of this year. You can subtract 210,000 blocks from any day, including this day, and Bitcoin is worth more than it was 210,000 blocks ago. And so one would think that 210,000 blocks from now, if you're watching this show, um, in 2025 or whenever it is, um, you'll be you'll be quite happy. Uh, Bitcoin will be more than uh, forty-seven thousand dollars, whatever it is right now. Uh, but I, I do want to say I didn't I didn't get Dennis to chime in on all the things that we uh, before we go to predictions here. Uh, Dennis, is there anything else you have to say about uh, 2021 and, and important stories and what we've been talking about with the environment and everything? Um, no, not too much. I mean, the the environmental fud comes with everything. It, the whole point of the FUD is so that you stay home and do nothing. That's that's the whole point of this. So if anything good is happening, they're just going to say, oh, that's not environmentally friendly. You shouldn't be doing that. Stay home. Do nothing. Live off the government. It's pretty pretty straightforward uh, agenda right there. But if people don't see that, I don't, I don't know what to tell them. They'll find out the hard way, I guess. In motion. You're in motion. It's been a great opportunity these last two years when a lot of people have just stopped doing stuff. The people who are actually doing things have done very well for themselves. Uh, so I, I encourage everyone, 
I, I expect in 2022 more people to go back to work to get out of this trance, but there'll still be plenty of people uh, compared to 2019 that are just like, no, I don't, I don't do anything anymore. And I'm, I'm just waiting for the government to give me some command on what's the next thing to worry about. So that's less competition. Compete. Don't complain, guys. There's going to be a lot, still a lot of complainers out there in 2022. Uh, that's a prediction of mine. So something that some people thought was going to happen in 2021 that did not happen. Six-digit realm. We didn't get to $100,000. So, Dennis, well, since I was just talking with you, is, is this going to be the year of it? Or are we uh, – or is this the year that we go down again? Are we going to follow the cycle? If we follow the cycle, we are at the beginning of a downturn right now. I'm not too sure. Um, from my TA perspective, it's going to be TAK forever. But if we do get back to 69K, I think we're in, a, we're in an elongated cycle, basically. So we'll see how that plays out. It, it looks like it's happening, but I don't know. Bitcoin's going to do whatever it wants to do. When a lot of people reach 69, they're pretty elongated and they're 420 it. And, you know, 69, 420, who knows? I, I've heard all these numbers. Continue, Dennis. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if Michael Saylor is going to be right. I mean, he w he wasn't necessarily right about no more fifty percent drawdowns because we had China happen. But maybe he'll be right in terms of it. It will be less volatile. But I don't know. It's pretty. You can note it. You notice it on Twitter too. It's like oh, everything's so boring. But this is supposed to be like the the exponential like peak year compared to the other ones, but it's boring. So I don't know. I, I people, think people the get has gone down a bit. People yeah. get bored too easily is one of my things. I'm never freaking bored. I yeah. mean, it, it was a great year. It's a great year. So we're going to have a plan B, plan C, plan D, you know, plan B. I'm referencing it didn't, you know, his, uh, his chart that some people worship again, don't work. The worshiping that goes on in this space sometimes. I mean, it wasn't the freaking Ten Commandments for God's sake. Sorry. All right. So I got Reed laughing here. What, what's going on? What's, I think it was Reed that was laughing. I hear something. Yeah, Bitcoin will break all your mental models, and I, I think a lot of people this year clung too tightly to Plan B's model and got wrecked. Call like they had long dated call options, and those call options expired worthless. Um, I'm fully expecting the same type of of uh, model wrecking to happen in 2022. It seems like now increasingly the main narrative is the four-year cycles are over. Um, so, you know, six months ago, the expe expectation was 100,000 now. Now people are like, who knows? It's, it may go sideways. And, and so I, I expect six months from now, we're going to wreck that model. So my, my personal mental model is we go flat for six months and everyone's convinced that four-year cycles are over and then we go parabolic and rip everyone's faces off. I'd love that. <laughs> I've, I've got some hearsay as a predictions and my uh, people, listeners, watchers have heard me say this before. Um, I, I think there's a lot of uh, all sorts of semi-dumb money, institutional money, who knows what, holding back 
waiting for this metaverse thing to even take off more. That it mar- you see, a lot of things, uh, a common theme throughout the show has been marketing. El Salvador was great marketing for Bitcoin, okay? Um, it, who knows how, you know, what, what's going to really happen down there in the long term, but it's great marketing. I, I really think, um, although some people despise it, the metaverse stuff is 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 great marketing uh, for, for Bitcoin, uh, even though it's it's totally different. I, I get it. It's it's not even money. Um, but I think when the ETH, Ethereum 2.0 is pulled, I think it's going to get pulled off in Q2 or Q3. I think that is going to be the trigger for, for a Bitcoin spike. I think that that's going to do it. I, I know it's hearsay to a lot of people, but uh, it, and it might not make sense. You know, it was, oh, Ethereum isn't money. Ethereum. Uh, no, I, I think it's going to cause a lot of excitement, a lot of FOMO of people that have no, they don't understand the difference because most people, you know, we're talking about the four year cycle. They don't, they don't know what a Bitcoin having is. Okay. And most people that are buying these NFTs and metaverse stuff, they don't know what e- Ethereum 2.0 is. I mean, they just pile in uh, and they don't know what proof of work or proof of stake is. They pile in when when the hype gets, uh, when it gets frothy, okay? And something that can trigger something like that uh, it, it is, uh, you know, it is this, for the people who do know what Ethereum 2.0 is, when it does happen, uh, people people will pump it up. And I think it will, I, I think our, our, the Bitcoin cycle is going to get intertwined with this Ethereum thing. Uh, and it's not really a cycle anymore. So, uh, that, that's, I guess that's a bold prediction for me for 2022. I, I, I'm of, I was a big, I still believe in the 210,000 block theory that anytime you take 210,000 blocks, uh, Bitcoin is going to be worth more in, in 210,000 blocks. But, uh, I, I think we're going to have another, we're going to have some spike in 2022, 2022. I don't think it's going to be a bear market, but, uh, what, what are, what are some things we got to worry about in 2022 and what are your, some highlights for 2022, uh, Adam? Um, I, I, I think we're going to hit six figures in 2022, but I'm, I'm like, I'm really, uh, on, I'm very optimistically bullish all the time for the most part. I think that what I'm expecting really is another kind of black swan type of event, whether it's not Omicron, but maybe some kind of debt default or some other kind of massive government, you know, just crap in the bed in some way that, that triggers something. I'm expecting interest rates around the world to go up. And so that could put huge amount of pressure on, on real estate and equities. And I don't know if that money flows into Bitcoin or if that just money evaporates and then, um, you know, everybody's poor and everybody's got to sell out of their Bitcoin position to cover their, their loans or credit cards or whatever else. So I think it could go either way. And, um, I don't think 2022 is going to be boring. I think it's going to, there's going to be some crazy stuff. I mean, if you think about even back to this year, like um, it just the stuff that happened, this happened in this year alone, you just can't even, you wouldn't have fathomed it the year before. So well, I know we're going to have a, an interesting year. I, I, you read my mind because I was going to ask the panel, do you think uh, this 2022 could be could we have another March 2020 type of moment where there's just a huge unpredictable panic event and I'm not going to say that's going to happen but everyone should have learned their lesson from that and be prepared and not to have a weak hand you you, you don't know on, on a worldwide level 
what can happen these days? What news story could be made up? I mean, I mean, he, I've thrown this out there before. Um, a big thing that could happen in 2022 is that the the president of the United States could suddenly no longer be the president of the United States anymore. Um, now, and that will cause some people to do crazy things with their money. I mean, depending on what exactly happened. I mean, and that might not happen. I mean, there could be a scenario where the president of the United States isn't the president anymore. And then the vice president doesn't become president. That would be a very big story. Um, that would be that would shake the confidence of of many people that I, I, you could go over all sorts of theoretical black swan things that are out there. Uh, I'm, I'm throwing that out there because that's a of all the things he's an old dude. I mean, it, 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 it could happen. But, you know, ha- how bad it could happen is, is up to every everyone's imagination. So I just want to work. Bitcoin is very liquid. People, when they need to get when they need money, uh, as we saw in 2020, they, they could sell it any time of night, any time of day, just turn it into whatever fiat nonsense they needed and think that they helped themselves when in the long run that it was terrible to, to sell uh, that T- horrible nightmare. For me, of course, I bought two Bitcoin during that thing and it's been, that was incredibly awesome. Yeah. The rich get richer, pound that like button. So uh, read, I mean, well, thanks. <laughs> Congratulations, Adam. I'm glad you bought two Bitcoin. During March 2020, I lost my job and was like, I had like, was door dashing, working like two different restaurant jobs, trying to stack as much as possible. <laughs> but, well, but, uh... I mean, I, 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 I'm going to tell you this, Reed. I knew when everyone was on March the 12th and 13th, when it, I, I already knew the thing was nonsense. You, what you have to remember is there's a day after tomorrow. I knew there was going to be a 2022 and 2020. I mean, there's some people that that are that are shocked. We're actually going to have a new year. I mean, the people are still. But I knew the government was going to write us checks. I knew I knew that day, and I knew I was going to spend my check. I didn't know how much it was going to be. What, what did it end up being? How much did we get from the government eventually? I got 8,400 because I have four kids. Uh, oh, pound that like button for being uh, fruitful and multiplying there. Wow, that, well, I, I, I knew I knew I was going to get something, and I spent it immediately. I spent ten thousand dollars over a you know thirty six hour period on two Bitcoin that are now worth a hundred thousand dollars. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, every, everyone's in a dip. Everyone's got a little bit of uh, cash to the side just in case of an emergency. That was my thing, but I knew I was going to get reimbursed. I knew the government was going to give me three thousand or whatever the heck they ended up giving us. Uh, so, uh, do, do you see black swans? Uh, uh, well, predict <clears throat> Dennis, black swans, anything. Well, first of all, kudos to everyone on this panel for continuing to stack, no matter what the circumstance. Good job, Reed. Um, black swans. I mean, it could be aliens or something ridiculous. It could be. I don't know. Like we make contact at that point and people will freak out and sell the stock market at that point. But I mean, despite any black swan, just put yourself in a position to never be forced to sell your Bitcoin. I mean, if you need to do it for like getting your first house or something, go for it. But do not get yourself in a situation where you're forced to sell. That's that's very good advice. Okay, Reed, you got you you've got a lot to say. Predictions, uh, black swans. Uh, just following up on what Dennis says, do not ever want to be forced liquidation. So that means don't leverage up too much. Um, if you do choose to leverage up in any capacity, make sure that the that the <clears throat> that you're paying 
back that loan in dollars and you don't have a liquidation price for it. Um, so you just, yeah. Worst case scenario is you know that Bitcoin is going to a million and then the price drops 50% and you sell or you're forced to sell some of yours. So you do have to leverage up, like just take out a USD loan in order to do it. Don't, don't back your loan with Bitcoin collateral. Um, in terms of predictions for 2022, uh, I, I, my sort of mental model for the 2020s is just increasing volatility through the middle of the decade. Um, and then sort of hyper Bitcoinization by the end of the decade and then more stability back then. So I think 2022 is going to be slightly crazier than 2021. I have no idea what, what that means. I, I, I personally don't expect major economic, um, like a recession or similar to what we had in, in 2020. Um, but who knows could happen. I, I think the yeah, important thing is to just remain incredibly liquid in, in Bitcoin itself. <laughs> Don't leverage up too much. Um, and then increasingly like set your life up so that you can, you're living in a place that, that values freedom. Um, and that you have the freedom to, to leave that place if necessary with your Bitcoin. Um, that so is I, a... I think in worldwide, we saw increased uh, border controls, increased capital controls in 2020 and 2021. I, I expect that trend to continue in 2022. In the US, we saw increased balkanization in terms of some states uh, pushing back against the federal government and other states going much further in terms of uh, authoritarian policies and then the federal government, I expect the same to continue. California will become increasingly uh, disparate and different from Florida in terms of policies and culture. Uh, and I expect that, that trend to continue. So um, yeah, I, I would just think, think this year and next year about where you want to weather out uh, potentially increasing volatility in the next five years and, and make moves to put yourself physically in that place and also like financially in that place. And uh, we were talking about inflation before. Do you see inflation continuing? I do personally. <laughs> um, I know that there are, there are some deflationists like Ansel Linder, Linder expects uh, deflation to kick in. I think that the, the central banks will continue printing um, and manipulating interest rates to produce more money. And I expect that money then to flow into other sectors of the economy. Typically right now, the, the primary way that money is created in the U.S. is, is via loans. And as long as you have uh, a non-inverted yield curve, then loan creation happens in the U.S. And we have a non-inverted yield curve. And so we're going to have loan creation happening, which is creating money. Um, and it, it, we won't, I don't think we'll see a, another recession until that loan creation stops and the, the yield curve flips and inverts again. Re really good point about uh, being able to, uh, well, be in motion easily. Don't get tied down to certain states because you don't know when you're going to have to pick up and go. That's why I, I call owning a house an attack vector because you're tied down. I mean, you, you got to, I mean, it's, it's hard to just sell your house and leave like that. Uh, I, I, I'm, I love going from state to state, Airbnb to Airbnb, but I mean, if you have kids, then that's an attack vector also. You can't just drag your kids everywhere. So <laughs> keep in mind, people were making a life altering decisions like that. 
and also remember, you, you brought up the, the 2020s as a decade. Yes, we're entering 2022, but we are already in this golden age of a decade. It's there's going to be a 2023. There's going to be a 2024. It's so excited. Don't if 2022 lets you down, don't worry. You're going to have a 2023. There's always a day after tomorrow. There's always. The world doesn't end. Um, that mentality hurt a lot of people in 2020. They just thought this was the end all the beat. You know, things aren't ever going to get back to normal in any way in my mind. Or, you know, I got to I got to hunker down forever and ever. That You don't want to be on the defensive like that. You got to. There's progress. The world continues. There's it, time does not stop. Remember that people. time does not stop. All right. Uh, let's see. Adam, anything you have to say about uh, predictions? Uh prices anything 2022 and beyond no i think i agree with reed i hope that he's i hope that he's right all right ed you're, you're of uh do you think uh, things are going to get worse uh, in california <laughs> just oh. get that. oh yeah definitely all right yeah <laughs> uh, one, one thing one thing that i think is interesting though you're right houses are an attack vector and it's interesting i i heard it was charlie munger or was it um warren buffett when somebody asked him on a uh, Berkshire Hathaway um, investor meeting call, I think they were just like taking random questions. Um, they said, when should I buy a house? Like when's the right time to buy a house? And the, the correct answer was whenever your wife wants a house. <laughs> and that's kind of how I live my life, which is, you know, going from Airbnb to Airbnb is, is very difficult. And so um, I, I homeschool my four kids. So I, I have it a little bit easier, but um but I, I do agree with the idea that you should be um, agile in, in your finances and in your. I think being mentally agile is the biggest is the biggest thing because you can you can you could leave your house and then have a realtor go and just you know pack everything up and ship it to you or whatever. So you just need to be mentally ready to go if if you need to go. And um, you know, Bitcoiners should definitely understand that a lot. I think. Yeah, owning owning a house is only an attack vector if it's the only way you store value. If it's a tiny yeah. fraction of the value that you store, and most of it is in Bitcoin, doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's just a, a utility. It's just a good that you consume and use. You see, but the thing is, in the United States right now, most dudes that are owning houses buy it for their wife. You're absolutely right. Buy it for the kids, and are incredible an incredible amount of debt, so they just can't walk away. I mean, they're, they're, there's a lot of things tying them down, and they want to fit in. It, it's not. You know, you, you want to have the white picket fence and, you know, the, some of the kids, the private school or, or the nice public school, you know, they don't want to leave that district, even though now it's uh, this the best district in the state. And it's right. to leave, even though the taxes are going up. And, you know, I, I, how could I do that? And I've got all these friends and you just have all these things tying you down. De Dennis, um, you're in a state uh, that's not exactly free. So uh, what do you think about the uh, concept of being able to just pick up and go? Yeah, New York is pretty bad <laughs> it's super bad it's terrible it's it's comparable to california because well maybe it's not as bad as california but the weather i don't know at least you have nice weather out in california exactly so. no, no, you're, you're right you're right <laughs> but um yeah no i think it's gonna get worse it might bleed out into like neighboring states but if you go if you go outside the cities, it's definitely more manageable to do the things you want to do normally. So I say, yeah, get get away from the cities 
as far as you can, whenever you get a chance. I want to say one thing about the Airbnb lifestyle um, that I've continued uninterrupted during this entire thing. Um, I've, I've met real people. I see what's really going on in this country. And I think Adam alluded to it, or, or maybe it was uh, Reed. I, I, I forgot. Yeah, there's it's two different countries now. It's 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 unbelievable. It, it, it really is. Like here in Bowling Green, Kentucky, no one's worried about masks, this, that, the other, you know, scared they're going to get this, that. I, I mean, but, you know, I go back to Baltimore. I go back to the East Coast. Uh, well, the, the Northeast Coast. Oh, my Lord. I mean, the fear. That's it. And that's where the media is based. So he, the national news more, you know, reflects, you know, the, the coast. And, dude, being in Miami, such a freaking pleasure. Uh, that I, I spent so much time there. In 20, Of all the cities, that's where I spent the most time in 2021. Uh, and I'll be back in April. Well, I'll be in March. I'm going back. Uh, and dudes, just if you've been cooped up in your house for two years, just get in your car and drive. If you're scared of planes, get, get, then just get in your car. Okay, you shouldn't be scared of planes. They're safe. I've been on planes nonstop. Also, I bought a car to travel across the country. It's been West Virginia was great. I'm going to Arkansas next week. I'll be in Fayetteville. I mean, these are the real people aren't scared of these places. It is great. We got two different countries here. It's really weird. It's really whack. I'll be in Texas. But, uh, dude, if you're not satisfied with what your state right now, where you're living, there's 50 different experiments. And, 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 and if everything's sad and depressed. It's not. There's so many. It, Dallas was freaking awesome. Miami was awesome. So speaking about that, uh, Adam, are you going to be in Miami on uh, in, in April for the Bitcoin conference? Link to below. Use the discount code ADAM10 to, to get there. or click. On I the have my code. ticket. I have yeah. I, I have my ticket and I'm ready I'm ready to go. Actually, I have my place booked, my ticket, my babysitting ready to go. Um, I'm I'm ready to I'm I just need to get a new bathing suit and I'm, I'm there. <laughs> All right, I, I also need a new bathing suit and uh, I God I've needed one for so long. I mean it's like rotting the darn thing. I don't go swim. Oh, I love to swim as a kid. Okay, tangent there. Reed, you're not going to be in Miami though, are you? No. I won't. No, my whole team. I work for a company called Swan Bitcoin. The whole team goes down. Yep. I run customer support for them, and so I work like crazy during during that weekend. So I, Dude, unfortunately, we, I will not be down in Miami. But I we will had be a blast. Jealous of you guys. We we had a blast at the Swan. I think I, I'm speaking for these guys. Yep. Did you two also have fun in the Swan Bitcoin tent? Spent a lot of time a- in there. That was a million degrees. Oh yep. my lord! And I, I got on one of the shows there. I was cooking in the sun, baby. Oh, it was. A, but no, it was all those all the swan guys besides you. Yeah, they were cool. They, they were there. You were, but that, that's all right. Not everybody can come on down. The swan guys they represent real nice, and it's been a pleasure having them on the show over the last two years. Uh, and in 2022, they all will return. Uh, best freaking guests in the space. They're doing good things over there. They really. I mean, over the last two years, you guys have done a great job, you know, coming from nothing to just your your social networking, uh, intertwining yourself in the Bitcoin community has been great read uh, all the dudes over there. Uh, so, yeah, they, they, Swan will be there again. So that's awesome. They'll have a tent, I assume. And uh, or who knows, maybe it'll be a different setup. It was, it's it's going to be Miami Beach this year instead of at the other at the uh, that other neighborhood we were in and whatever that was called in Miami. Um, interesting neighborhood. Uh, anyway, uh, Dennis, you're going to be down in Miami. And that's another thing for you people stuck on the East coast, taking vacations to Miami that helps, you know, let off some steam. Right. Right. Uh, Dennis. 
Yeah, uh, no plans right now, but I might. I'll let you know. I'll let you know if I if I go this year. Last time was last minute. This time might be last minute too. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> all, right. all right. I war- I warn all you last people, last minute people. Uh, a- Adam is uh, correct. He was good that he already booked his place because if you don't, it, it ends up the Airbnbs end up a lot of money. Every it's our it is quite expensive for other reasons. Down. I mean, everyone's going to Miami, man. It's it's. It it is it's fun. It there's it's just mm-hmm. you can feel it in the air. If you're if you're in one of those cities that it's just sad and depressing, dude, th- th- it, it'll wake you right up. And uh, just be in motion in 2022, people. That's uh that's my recommendation. Okay, we will get closing remarks from anyone from all the the team here, all the guys, best guests in the space. Any stories that were left out? Any final predictions? Any things that you're working on that you want to promote? Uh, we'll start with Adam. I'm not really doing too much um, Bitcoin specifically in the space. Um, a couple, like a month ago, I wrote a, an article that made its way into Bitcoin magazine. It was a response article to another Christian uh, non-Bitcoiners take on Bitcoin. Um, so you can check that out. That's my pinned tweet right now uh, at Hoddleberry. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm planning to do more writing and just more hanging out with other Bitcoiners this year. So Nothing major going on. Hanging out in person, dude. It's real. Pound that like button. All three of those dudes are linked to below that have been on the show today. So follow all of them on Twitter. And yeah, click read his story in Bitcoin Magazine. It is pinned. I I noticed that pinned at the top also because I always check out these dudes' uh, Twitters beforehand. You you treat them like web pages, Twitter feeds, dudes. That's what I do. You learn a lot that way. Uh, Dennis, any any, uh, final thoughts? Anything you're up to? Oh, you mentioned Coinbeast, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Guys, check out Coinbeast if you get the chance. There's a lot of Bitcoin content on there. I add stuff. Uh, the team there is great. Adam's, Adam's part of the team. Um, but yeah, and thank you, Adam, for having me on. It's always a, it's always a pleasure. It's pretty much a privilege, but thank you. And uh, shout out to uh, 58K Gang for destroying Plan B's model. I really appreciate them. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I, I, I want to say about, uh, well, first of all, you, Dennis, you're in motion. You, over these last few years, when people weren't jumping on opportunities, you kept on jumping on opportunities and kept getting uh, earning more and, and being more prominent in the space. You were just a regular dude, you know, sending me DMs. And then you just, you, I, I, on the show, I bring up job opportunities, whatever. You would jump on them. And I mean, you're, you're, you're the prototype, man. It's, it's, uh, Guys, you just there's so many opportunities on the space in the space, and 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 Dennis uh, definitely is is living the life uh, because of the opportunities, the easy opportunities he jumped on. And uh, Coin Beast, now you can buy the the uh, unique Beast shirt that I wear. It's linked to below. Coin Beast, it's somewhere in the links. Check out all the links. You can buy uh, Coin Beast uh, merchandise now. Uh, that that was awesome that they uh, they did that, and uh, people love when I wear the Coin Beast shirts or any of these. All sorts of shirts are linked to below. I. I've got hundred. I who knows how many shirts I have. Seventy shirts. Mm-hmm. Pe- keep sending them my way. I love it. I wear. I'm I'm the fashion model here. All right, and uh, we will. The last word for 2021 will come from Reed. So take oh, it away. well, first of all, Dennis, congratulations at pinning the Bitcoin price at fifty eight thousand for multiple weeks at a time. Great job. <laughs> coming coming from nothing, and now you are moving markets. Um, in. People can reach reach me at, at Reed Womack on, on Twitter, at Reed Womack, um, or 
I work for Swan Bitcoin Support. So if you have questions about Swan or your account, you can write to us at support at swanbitcoin.com. So that's how folks can reach me. Um, in terms of, of review of 2020 and predictions for 2022, we've covered 2021 well. Uh, for 2022, I'm, I'm very excited to, to just keep continuously lowering my time preference and destroying all my mental models of what I think about Bitcoin. Um, and, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Wow, that's, that's, a, that's a good way to end it. Keep an open mind, people. Keep it. Keep on learning. Don't don't join a cult. <laughs> don't treat it like a cult. And uh, don't, just, uh, you know, there's all sorts of great people out there. I try to bring you the best freaking guests in the space. I'll bring in new people in 2022. I'm excited for 2022. Of course, I'm excited for everything all the darn time. Uh, dudes, turn on UK Bitcoin Master. His show is starting right now. So go over there. Say hi to him. I'm going to go say hi to him. If you've got a double header, if you need another show, everybody have a happy new year. Have a great weekend. I, we did the show on a Thursday instead of a Friday. So Shabbat Shalom starting tomorrow night. Have a great uh, new year, Shabbos, whatever you want to call it, dudes. Uh, I will see you next week, which is next year. But have a freaking strong hand, everybody. Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. See you next year. Thanks a lot. Click on all the links below. Follow all these guys. Thanks, uh, guest. You all were awesome. See ya. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right. Ended that. And uh, Hoddleberry, I just want